Now turn to page 26 to 29 and complete the different exercises in your workbook. When you get to the end of the exercises, put down your pen, close your eyes if you wish to do so, and listen to the music. If there is anything that you want to add after you've put your pen down, simply add it. When about 70% of the class is finished, I will first warn you and give you another 5 minutes before we continue. So turn to page 26 in your workbook, do the exercise on the physical first, then the emotional on page 27, then the mental on page 27, and lastly the exercise on your inner self or your true self on page 28 to 29. And when you are finished with the exercises, please put your pen down so that I can see.
Now again, put down your pen, close your eyes, sit back and relax. I want you in your imagination to move to an imaginary experience in time where you've got only one hour to live. There is such a short time to when you will no longer exist. Experience your body, your emotions and the mind that have carried you through this life and with all its joys and trails. In only 60 minutes you will gently and easily stop existing on this planet. You already sense that coming to pass. Your loved ones will continue to be here but you will be gone. No more will you experience the sunset or the dawning of a new day. No longer will you experience the sounds of your loved ones voices or that of your own. Those around you will remain without you. With less than an hour here on earth, who and what do you see around you? Where are you? What sounds do you hear? Are there any voices? Or is it still? What does your body feel like with only one hour to live? Feel the rhythm in your body. Feel your heart. The heart that you will no longer feel in 60 minutes. Are there any smells or tastes? What are they? Do you have any sense to be closer to whom you really are, the true you, the you that are above your body, your emotions and your mind, the you that is the source of your integrity? Now, notice how strong your inner energies are, the physical, mental and emotional energies you are experiencing. How strong are those experiences? How clear? How complete? What are those experiences like now that it's near the end of your time here on earth? Experience these feelings as powerful energies running through you and take note of where in your body they are strongest. Focus your attention on this energy and focus on that point in your body where these energies are all concentrated where they are strongest or where they all seem to be coming from or flowing towards. I call this point your anchor point. Experience that point. You may experience this as a sense of fullness, emptiness, lightness, power, maybe a sense of intensity, a burning, a glow, 
a warmth, a coolness, a breeze, a tingle. Maybe it's butterflies, shivers, electricity. Some experience it as a sense of expansion, of connection. Or maybe a feeling of tightness or brightness or movement. Others may experience it as faintness or flattery. Or even profound stillness that goes beyond silence. Perhaps it's another feeling you felt before. Whatever you experience, let it become intense. Now imagine surrounding that experience with a white light. And now imagine placing your hands around that powerful experience with the white light that surrounds it. And now in your imagination, place that ball of white light with all the energies that are inside of it in the center of your chest and experience it as becoming part of you. As you do this, say to yourself silently, speaking to that point in the center of your chest, this is what I call my subconscious anchor point. This is what I call my subconscious anchor point. This is what I call my subconscious anchor point. Now breathe in and make all of this part of you. Focus on that point in the center of your chest where all the emotional, mental, physical and inner energies are concentrated in the ball of white light within your subconscious anchor point. Then silently say to your subconscious anchor point, speaking directly to your subconsciousness. This is what I call my subconscious anchor point. Please place and sustain a very high priority on anything I imagine putting into my subconscious anchor point. And please do so in ways that will feel good and let it be for the highest good for me and all those involved and for the greater good. Again silently speaking to your subconscious anchor point, you simply say, this is what I call my subconscious anchor point. Please place and sustain a very high priority on anything I imagine putting into my subconscious anchor point. And please do so in ways that will feel good and let it be for the highest good for me and for all of those involved and for the greater good. You can repeat this until you feel happy with your conscious and subconscious mind that they are comfortable with it. Your conscious and subconscious mind have a clear and a deep understanding that everything that you bring to this point is very important and you must be confident that your subconscious mind will recognize this and treat it as such. So I'm going to give you another minute to repeat the process silently, speaking directly to your subconscious mind. This is what I called my subconscious anchor point. Please place and sustain a very high priority on anything I imagine putting into my subconscious anchor point. And please do so in ways that will feel good and let it be for the highest good for me, all of those involved and for the greater good.
If your eyes are not closed at this point, I want you to close them now and visualize that each breath that you take will energize you. Bring in positive energy which moves from your nose to your throat and lungs, out into your bloodstream, where it finally fills each and every cell in your body. Also, imagine each breath that you exhale carrying with it any negative energy, so that after a while every cell in your body is filled with 100% positive energy. This really feels good. So take a deep breath in and let all the negative energy out. Positive energy in and any remainder negative energy out. Now once again focus on your subconscious anchor point in the center of your chest. Now ask your subconsciousness for a symbol that will represent it, because symbols are part of the language of the subconscious mind. Pay attention to any image that may pop up in your mind as you do so. It could be a shape that is very simple, or it could be something more detailed. Whatever it is, it is perfect. Draw your symbol now, turn to page 33 in your workbook and do so. If something doesn't come to you, you can ask your subconscious anchor point to help you to come up with a symbol or picture. Your picture or symbol may be extremely simple, or you may have to simplify it to make it easy to draw. But as long as it reminds you of the image of your subconscious mind that it comes up with, that's absolutely fine. Please note that whatever image comes to you spontaneously is the right one. If you think it's too simple or too complicated, then you are overriding your subconscious mind with your logical, rational and conscious mind. And this is not the intention of this exercise. So go with whatever image comes to you, even if you need to draw it in a simpler form. I'm going to give you three more minutes to draw your symbol on page 33. Thank you. 
I want you to look at your symbol. Now while looking at your symbol or picture that represents your subconscious anchor point, say to the subconscious mind, this symbol is representative of my subconscious anchor point. Whenever I see or imagine seeing this symbol in my mind's eye, I think, this symbol represents my subconscious anchor point. Please place and sustain a very high priority on anything that I imagine putting into my subconscious anchor point or the symbol it represents. And let this happen in ways that will feel good to me and let it be to the highest good for myself, all others and the greater good. So I hope that uh, you've got your subconscious anchor point. Uh, the action steps that I want you to take is first of all, share your experience with us. That is only if you want to. The second action step is what was your biggest breakthrough? What is it that you've learned? What is it that you've discovered from this lesson? And then uh, I think this is really important. If there's anything where you get stuck, please ask uh, questions. Um, so that I can address those questions and the others, if you want to answer those questions as well or add to those uh, questions that other people might ask, remember we are a community, so please ask those questions. Hi Wealth Creator and welcome to Lesson 3 of Week 10. Now please do not continue with this lesson unless you've done the previous lesson. So you must have your subconscious anchor point and you must know where it is and how it operates at this point in time because we are going to use the subconscious anchor point as part of the resistor removal process and the resistor removal process is going to be uh, for some people crucial when they get into the power morphing process and we're going to use the subconscious anchor point as well in the uh, power goal when we start setting our power goal with the power morphing process. Okay, so um, let me ask you the question. This is like an introduction to the resistor removal process. So what on earth is this process? This process I think represents a, a radical departure from the conventional practice uh, and you'll see why I say this. Now Einstein said that you can't solve a problem out of the same consciousness that created the problem. So the psychological problems or a lot of them that we've got, the emotional problems, let's rather put it emotional problems, these problems we do not know how we create them. We just know they are there most of the time. Okay, And that is because they are created unconsciously. We are not aware that we are busy creating these problems or these emotions or these bad emotions for ourselves. So we can't unconsciously then try to, to solve them. We have to find another way and that is to do it consciously. In other words, that means that we need to become aware of this process and I'm not sure that anyone is teaching this process of how we create our own problems, right? Or our own emotions or our own wealth. Uh, I definitely know that I didn't learn this at school. 
Now, therefore, I need to bring you a disclaimer. And the disclaimer is I've got no idea what I'm talking about. I read a lot and I make a lot of my mind up around a lot of stuff. But that does not know that I know anything. So what I'm going to share with you is the way that I experience it. And please, uh, if you've got emotional, psychological or any serious problems, uh, go and consult with experts. I, I, I can't help you, right? Uh, this is just a process or a way of thinking that I'm using for myself. And as far as I'm concerned, uh, that is working, right? Maybe I'm crazy. <laughs> Maybe I'm the least and the last person that should try to, to tell you what is working and what's not working. But at least this is my story and therefore I'm going to continue. The way that I see it is that life is actually very, very simple. But there's a condition. And the condition is that you have to apply intelligence to it and not the intellect. So the intellect is what causes all the misery and all the suffering in human beings throughout the history. And that's according to me. Now, where does this come from, at least over the last couple of years? Because it seems to me that the problems are getting more and more and more and more and more sophisticated and bigger and bigger. Okay, I think it's this damn school system. You see, they confuse us by thinking that in intellect is, is intelligence. You see, all they do is, all they do, it's part of the intelligence. It's a, it's a, it's a quarter. It's actually one sixteenth if we really want to go into it. But, but it's a very small portion of intelligence. They reward only one thing. They reward and promote memory. That's, that's all that they do. The more you can remember and the better you can give that memory back, the more and the better they reward you and the more intelligent they tell you that you are. And that is causing a hell of a lot of problems with, for a lot of people. Now, if you combine that with the second part of this, this intelligence, and that is your identity, then you in for a heck of a surprise because your identity then, it's based on your intellect. And that then is an incredible, dangerous and a destructive tool. Now, if we think about it, this is what our community, what the environments are doing. They want to teach us. They want us to memorize stuff. So, and let's face it, each and every person wants to teach you something. Okay. Now, that's the reason why I say that I'm telling you what I'm doing. I'm not saying that you should go out and do that. Because if it's not working for you, if you can't experience this that I'm experiencing, it's not working. And you have to find your, your, your own way of learning and tapping into your intelligence and not your intellect. Because that is where the danger lies in our society. Because the moment that you start with the intellect, you get into duality. There's good and bad, there's uh, up and down and all of that stuff. And that is what's causing all the problem. So my question to myself was basically, what's the smallest common denominator when it comes to our happiness? Because that's why we're here on earth. So what is that common denominator when it comes to happiness or unhappiness? Well, the only thing that I can come up with is that it's all energy vibrations. But the problem is, do we understand energy? Because if we do not understand the vibrations and the energy and the function and why it's there, 
then we may miss out on all of this. And for that reason, I want to go back into the Wealth Creators Development Program and start with the quantum mechanics. Now, I know that most of you do not have the time to go into it. And therefore, I'm going to give you literally a very, very quick crash course on that so that we get the basics right to see why we are causing our own problems, but that we've also got the solution to solve those problems or emotions just like this. So for that, uh, let's look at some of the principles and theories and how they relate to a physical stuff like wealth, but also to emotional stuff like happiness or any emotion for that matter. Now, if we look at the uh, physicists, they're going to tell us that 99.9999999% is actually nothing. And only 0.0000000001 is matter or uh, particles. And then they say this nothing, believe it or not, that is actually energy because that is a vibration. So immediately we're sitting with a problem that even though it's 0.0000000001, it is still something. So what is energy? Is it, is it that portion or is it all the zeros? So uh, Thomas Young, as an example, he said and defined and proved that energy is a wave. In other words, a vibration, a frequency. Albert Einstein, on the other hand, basically said that energy is a particle. It's matter. And both prove it. Now, unfortunately, you can understand that quantum physicists cannot, they, they must know what's a, what's a fact. So this is where the observer effect comes from. So a lot of these quantum physicists went to Brazil in, in, in Belgium. And the observer effect basically is defined on a quantum level as that we get what we are looking for or that that we put our focus or our attention on. Now, to explain this a lot better to you, I'm going to give you a little video, uh, what the bleep. Now, if you've seen it, you can skip this part and continue with the second part of this uh, lesson. Otherwise, watch it or perhaps just watch it so that you can get the better uh, feeling and context of what we are busy uh, at the moment. So, what they taught us in school isn't really the way it is, and that our senses are playing tricks on us. You just gotta wonder, what is this reality that we find ourselves in? Quantum physics says it's all just waves of information. Do I believe that? <laughs> I hope so. Yikes! And here we are, the granddaddy of all quantum weirdness the infamous double slit experiment. To understand this experiment, we first need to see how particles or little balls of matter act. If we randomly shoot a small object, say a marble at the screen, we see a pattern on the back wall where they went through the slit and hit. Now, if we add a second slit, we would expect to see a second band duplicated to the right. Now, let's look at waves. The waves hit the slit and radiate out, striking the back wall 
with the most intensity directly in line with the slit. The line of brightness on the back screen shows that intensity. This is similar to the line the marbles make. But when we add the second slit, something different happens. If the top of one wave meets the bottom of another wave, they cancel each other out. So now there is an interference pattern on the back wall. Places where the two tops meet are the highest intensity, the bright lines, and where they cancel, there is nothing. So when we throw things, that is matter, through two slits, we get this, two bands of hits. And with waves, we get an interference pattern of many bands. Good so far. Now, let's go quantum. <laughs> An electron is a tiny, tiny bit of matter, like a tiny marble. Let's fire a stream through one slit. It behaves just like the marble, a single band. So, if we shoot these tiny bits through two slits, we should get, like the marbles, two bands. What? An interference pattern. We fired electrons, tiny bits of matter through. But we get a pattern like waves, not like little marbles. How? How could pieces of matter create an interference pattern like a wave? It doesn't make sense. But physicists are clever. They thought maybe those little balls are bouncing off each other and creating that pattern. So they decide to shoot electrons through one at a time. There is no way they could interfere with each other. But after an hour of this, the same interference pattern is seen to emerge. The conclusion is inescapable. The single electron leaves as a particle, becomes a wave of potentials, goes through both slits, and interferes with itself to hit the wall like a particle. But mathematically, it's even stranger. It goes through both slits, and it goes through neither. And it goes through just one, and it goes through just the other. All of these possibilities are in superposition with each other. Physicists were completely baffled by this. So they decided to peek and see which slit it actually goes through. They put a measuring device by one slit to see which one it went through and let it fly. <laughs> but the quantum world is far more mysterious than they could have imagined. When they observed, the electron went back to behaving like a little marble. It produced a pattern of two bands not an interference pattern of many. The very act of measuring or observing which slit it went through meant it only went through one, not both. The electron decided to act differently, as though it was aware it was being watched. It was here that physicists stepped forever into the strange never world of quantum events. What is matter? Marbles or waves? 
And waves of what? And what does an observer have to do with any of this? The observer collapsed the wave function simply by observing. So here's the question. Who's an observer in your life? And what do you observe? Now, the amazing thing to me is that most people don't see it. But if you're the observer, then you're going to observe that this that you've got at the moment is the perfect life for this that you've done. <laughs> okay? So who created this life the way that it is? We've, we, we created it, right? So we should be extremely proud of this that we've got. But unfortunately, it seems to me that the majority of people are not. So I think we need to dive a little bit deeper into this. You see, there's another principle that I'd like to discuss with you, and that is the Copenhagen uh, interpretation. So Neil Bohr proved that on a quantum level, there's no objective reality. It is subject to your own interpretations. In other words, what he's basically saying is that there's nothing outside of you that does not come from within you. And I think this is crucial because if we can take it up one notch, are your thoughts and emotions from inside you? Now I'm looking at the, the center, the soul part, yes or no. So at first it may look like that because it feels that I'm thinking and that I'm feeling this stuff within me. But let me ask you a question. Are you your thoughts? In other words, do your thoughts control you or can you control your thoughts? So if you can control your thoughts, you are not your thoughts. So if this is my hand and I can control my hand, then my, this, is, this is not me, it's my hand. Therefore, it's your thoughts, it's not you, right? They are your creation and therefore they can never be you. What about your emotions? It's exactly the same thing. In other words, you are not your thoughts or your emotions. You create them and therefore they are yours in terms of the creation, but they are not you. Now, at best, they are there because you basically allow them to be there. And it's only because of your choice to entertain them that they are there. So your thoughts and emotions come from you. This means that they come from your inside, from the soul. So why do we experience bad emotions and how on earth do they manifest? So most of the time they manifest unconsciously and therefore we need to have a look at another quantum principle. Now remember they happen unconsciously. Why? We already know the process because by the time that we seven, 95% of our memory, this thing that the school promotes, is already in place and then we've got this reticular activated system and that thing distort delete and generalize information to line up with these meta programs that run based on our memory it's not the truth it's not the reality but we think it is and therefore we bring it to us as if it is and then we these little hormones and uh, cocktail of chemicals into our brains and then we start getting the feeling and then we think that we are the feeling. It, it's, it's simply not true. So Heisenberg, the Heisenberg uncertainty principle says that the only thing certain in life on a quantum level is determined by your own intention and where you put your 
focus or your attention on. And this is where the formula for riches comes from, the formula for success, where my intent equals my focus. Because my intent is going to determine what the heck I'm focusing on. And then my belief system is going to validate that that I'm focusing on, that is right. And then it's going to come back through this uh, cybernetic loop. And then logically I'm going to justify why is it that I've done based on my memory, based on my intellect. And that is why I say this intellect is, is, is dangerous and we should become aware of this. And as far as I'm concerned, no one tells us to become aware of this. So bad emotions can only come into reality when you put your focus on them. Otherwise, they do not exist, my friend. It only appears when you focus on them. And this is why I say that you bring your memory, your intellect, and your imagination, which, by the way, is based on your intellect, your memory, into the now. Because you can't imagine something in the future if it's got no basis on, no, no memory on. It's only because you think there's going to be something bad that has happened in the past. Now it's going to happen in the future. It's only because of that that it becomes bad. Otherwise, it's, it's nothing. It's just a fact. Now, there's something else that I think that we need to know, and that is scientists refer or the physicists refer to it or the quantum uh, physicists refer to this as your zero point energy field uh, and basically that is your field of consciousness now this field looks black this is the point zero 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 that is that zero portion it looks black but this my friend is pregnant with opportunity and potential and that's what they say but it's both good and bad because in the universe, there's no good, there's no bad. This is just because of our intellect that there's good and bad. That is what divide everything. Okay, but the intelligence, it's perfect. It's, it's not good, it's not bad. It's a way that we perceive that going to be. So the quantum and the physical laws are also not a respecter of a person. In other words, the way that you're going to apply this, that's the way that is going to happen. Even though you want to do it something, if you step off a cliff, you're going to fall. If you're 90 years of age and you do that, you fall. If it's a baby that is totally innocent and he or she does it, the same thing. The same with electricity. If you're going to touch that thing, if you're young or small, innocent or it's just going to happen and exactly the same. And for that reason, please make sure that you go back and have a look at the, the laws, the second part of the, of the Wealth Creators Development Program and how these laws work on the quantum side. So they reckon that one cubic meter of this zero-point energy field can boil every single ocean on this planet. Now, I don't know if you know it, but this is where you and I come from. And this is who you and I am. Right. Now, when people start telling me that, you know, I don't feel worthy or not, I'm not good enough or uh, I can't control my emotions or my mind goes, what? But I understand because if we don't know this, this to me is, is incredible. But if you don't know it, you don't know it. Right. And that is where, when you are in a state of confoculation, because confoculation is when you do not know that you don't know what you're supposed to know. And we're all supposed to know this stuff, but they, they, keep, they keep on keeping this away from us. So what's my observation from this? Because a lot of people say, yeah, but honestly, how, how is it possible to, to, to make money? So here's the trick. Unless you know how to convert a thought, a wave, into a particle, the reality, 
you're no, never ever going to see the cash in your pocket, my friend. And this simply means that we have the ability to convert one form of energy into another form because we were given this. This is our birthright because we are creators. So every single person was born with this thing. That's how and why we can learn to walk. We use our intelligence, not our intellect. That is why we can start to, to speak. That's why we can do certain basic things. That's why our heart can pump without us thinking about it. That enormous intelligence is within us. So here's a trick. We can create good or bad feelings. Therefore, we can create a good or a bad life. And therefore, we can create a good or a bad result. So if you break everything down, basically, why is it that we're here? You're going to find that I think one of the only reasons is that it's to be happy. It's to be fulfilled. It's to become the best that you can be. And that process, at least, is going to bring happiness. So happiness, as I've said before, is therefore to me one of the smaller common denominators. But you know what? Happiness is just a vibration. So if you want to change the outer world, you have to start to change the inner world, the inner vibration. The only reason why the outer world is out of sync is because that vibration to you that you link to that is not a happy vibration. So why is it that we're not happy? Happy is a feeling. So if you're unhappy, it is also a feeling. And something, something, our intellect, our memory, causes the feeling to be unhappy. Otherwise, you would always be happy. That feeling then, of course, is called an emotion. So why do we have negative or bad emotions and what causes that? The cause of all negative emotions is a disruption in the body's energy system. That's all. So how does it work? Well, you've got this, this memory that you bring into the now. Okay, The moment that that happens, at that moment, your brain secretes that chemical. That is the zit that's going to happen. That zit is basically a blockage of the energy flow. And that simply means that you feel the emotion. Now, I want you to take this into consideration that that memory is always based on intellect, not intelligence. So we cause all of our unhappiness because of our intellect, because of the past and the future, because of memory and imagination, and because we based our imagination on past memory or our intellect. Now, those feelings, past and future, they are causing the negative emotion the moment that the brain secrete that chemical. Up to then, it is just, or it was just a fact. But the moment that that program happens and you bring that in, whoops, you're in that state again. And the reason why we can experience them, the only reason, is because of a disruption in the body's energy system. So I think that by now, uh, I hope at least, that you'll agree with me that emotion is only a thought or energy, which is a vibration. So if that is the case, then here's some good news. So if you know how to fix the energy flow, guess what? That bad feeling is going to disappear because there's no reason for it to be there. So then it's only going to be a fact. In other words, part of the memory. 
So the moment that we become the observer, we will still know that that thing. It's not that we're going to wipe it out of our mind. No, the fact is here, but the fact is not going to have an influence on us. That is what we want. And I think that's all that we want to do because it's the negative feeling or emotion that is causing all the havoc or the unhappiness. So in the next lesson, I will uh, give you a tool that you can use to very quickly, sometimes almost instantly, the moment that you become aware, and maybe I'll give you another tool if you remind me, where uh, once you start using this, you can, you, can, you can do things the moment that you become aware of it, immediately take that, that angst or that, that uh, bad emotion out of the equation completely. And you can rebalance your energy and get rid of all your negative emotions. And that is if we know how to apply this process, the resistor removal process, you'll see that it's easy. But you have to practice this. Okay, so it's again, it's one of those tools that if you don't use it, well, then it's useless, then you may just as well decide not to do it. But to me, this was is so valuable that I would love to share that with you. And I hope that you're going to use it. Okay, so I'll see you then in the next lesson, and that is where I'm actually going to give you the resistor removal process. See you. So welcome to lesson five of week 10, and it is feedback time. Now, uh, this morning I woke up and I felt there was something not so nice with my back. But I thought I'm going to ignore it. So I started doing the normal things that I, that I've, that I normally do. And during the stretches I felt, okay, maybe something is not that great, but I decided that I'm going to push through. And um, eventually I gave up, uh, I think it was about 10 minutes in let me go there and show you so i've done about 10 minutes and then i said no i'm going to injure myself uh, i feel there's something wrong and i'm not going to be uh, stupid the rest of the week everything went well so i've done what i was supposed to do except of course for today but uh, if i feel this way tomorrow there's no ways that i'm going to to do any physical exercises uh, at all because uh, I think one should understand something else about goals and that is that we want to become the person that we need to be in order to reach our goal so if we really think about it it's not necessarily the goal it's a process to become that person and that is where a kaizening comes in in other words we want to improve each and every day a little bit but if something happens like what is happening at the moment with me uh, I need to figure out uh, if, if it's really serious or not. But I need to pay attention because the body, uh, there's a warning signal. And I, I can't ignore the warning signal. But mentally sometimes exactly the same thing happens. There's a signal and we keep on ignoring the signal. So maybe the signal for me is to, okay, honest, but, but what's the process? And is this process that you're busy with helping you. In other words, this set of, let's call it exercises, uh, are they really benefiting you to get to your goal? Yes or no? And that's something that I need to take full responsibility for and decide. 
Okay, so I think um, that's my lesson so far from today. I think there's going to be a lot more as this pain uh, starts increasing. But for the moment, uh, that's the lesson. So let's quickly go through the week. I think I had a great week. Uh, no sugar, that was okay. My weight is down a little bit. But that is progress, that is Kaiser. Okay, today, no, I haven't done what I said, but taking, remember the four agreements, um, do the best that you can, uh, taking your circumstances into consideration. And I think I've done actually more than what I was supposed to do today uh, with my circumstances. So I'm not going to, I, I feel great about that. Uh, also today, yesterday I was supposed to do the chin-ups, but for some reason or the other, I decided, okay, I'm going to do it today. And today, well, there's no ways at this stage that I am going to do the chin-ups. So we need to, to see how that is going to pan out perhaps later today. The Spanish, I've done each and every day. The meditation, luckily I start my day with meditation and then I went into the stretches and that is where I started feeling uh, something is not so not so lacquer. Okay, so I'm up to lesson seven. Um, actually, lesson seven is one of the old lessons, but I'm going to use that lesson in the new crypto uh, course uh, that I'm busy developing. So uh, that is great as well. Um, there's something else in terms of goals and the way that we set goals, uh, especially with the power goals, because we are busy with the, this power goal uh, preparing for the power goal. So this week uh, I gave you the subconscious anchor point, uh, how to get to the subconscious anchor point. Remember, everything is based on thoughts and thoughts are energy. And then uh, I also gave you a resistor removal process in the event that when you start with your goals, uh, that there's a resistor or two or ten uh, that may pop up. Now, when we set goals, Remember, a goal is a one year and a power goal is a three year or longer. But there's absolutely, when it comes to finances at least, there's nothing that can tell you that your power goal can't become a goal as well. So let me quickly tell you how that's done. So if I want to do something in three years time, but I want, I break it down to a year. What is it that I must be able to achieve within a year to get to that goal. That becomes my goal. And that goal will always be a 10 out of 10. So my power goal, that is what I'm going to focus on, is a 10 out of 10. And by focusing on the power goal, I bring it down to a goal. So the goal is, I know my cutoff point for this goal is a year from now on. And this is what I need to achieve a year from now. So I can focus on the goal. But by focusing on that goal, I'm focusing on the power goal. I hope that makes a little bit more sense because I see these people that say, yeah, but I've got a lot of goals and uh, a lot of 10 out of 10 goals. That is perfect. But remember, we also said that if you want to be successful, you must decide what is it that you want. And that means by default that you will have to let go of those things that's not going to help you in the process to become that person that you that you need to be in order to become the best you eventually. That's the dream. That's the goal. And we'll never achieve that goal, by the way. And that is what is so wonderful. This is why the fifth need is to grow, is to that constant growing process. Right. So I'm chasing a goal that I know that is not 
achievable. My, my dream is not on this planet, Earth is not achievable. And that is why it's the process. We need to engage in the process because if you take that process and you make the process part of you, you're going to achieve all the materialistic and all the other goals that you've set yourself. Right. So don't worry about and don't stress and don't overcomplicated stuff. Um, focus for now just on getting one power goal because that's what we're going to work with this week coming in week uh, 11. Um, I don't want you, the moment that you think, but I must do and this and this and this and this, take four goals uh, mentally. What, what is it that can help you to become? What's the process that can help you to become the person? Physically, what's the process that can help you? And physically, I mean, I could still weigh, lose weight, even though physically I may not do any physical exercises, maybe for the next week or two weeks, or maybe just for the next day. But the two is not related. And I see a lot of people think, yeah, but, but your weight and your, your fitness as, no, you can be, you, 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 as long as you eat correct, that is something completely different than to exercise. And there are different ways to exercise. You can exercise to gain weight, to gain muscle, or you can exercise to lose fat, right? So there are different ways, but you decide on that. And that is going to then to help you to become that person that you want to be. Then mentally, what are you going to do? Mentally, now suddenly I've got a new challenge. That is the most fabulous thing that could happen to me at this stage, because sometimes you start feeling, yes, but I can do anything. Well, we can't do anything. And for that reason, now I have to reevaluate. And I think the same with you. And then spiritually, actually, if we really, really think about it, everything that we do is spiritually. It's to increase, increase our, our vibrancy, our level to, to get into joy and peace and patience and kindness. So if something happens and you can deal with that, then it means that, that you're in a better situation than where you say, okay, now is the end of the world. I will not be able to achieve this goal. And, and that's also why I said to you, don't set your, your goals, especially your power goal, in stone because things may happen and then it feels like you failed. But it is impossible to fail as long as you don't accept that as a failure. So see, okay, but how can I twist this so that this will help me this because this problem, I see it as a problem, is for me to think and to take responsibility and to say, okay, honest, but how are you going to handle this? And how can this problem make you, make you a better person? Because that's what it's all about. It's, it's, not, it's not the goal, I must be able to do this, otherwise it's the end of the world. No, what the process, that's what I want you to engage in. Because the moment that you engage in that process, you're going to see, but flip, this is an incredible life. And everything, we can embrace it, and everything we can cherish, and everything is a learning experience. Right, that's what we need to focus on. We need to focus on the processes to become the best that we can be. And if there's pain, that pain, physical pain, has got nothing to do with mental pain. It's, it's, it's got nothing to do. So it's not to say, of course, there's a lot less dopamine that is going to run through your system. But you can override that. You can simply override that with focusing and mentally preparing and even a te simple technique like, like breathing. So 
please don't use excuses or resistors to say, yeah, but uh, I can't do this or it is impossible to do it. Just think, how can I become a better person today? And that simply means that sometimes we have to use the so-called problems and say, okay, but what is the lesson in the problem? Because if I can get that lesson, then that so-called problem that I perceive to be a problem, that is an incredible journey, an incredible waypoint for me to become a little bit better. So I thought uh, uh, I was supposed to, to still be uh, getting my heart rate up at this stage, but I decided, no, I'm going to, to call it um, a day. And let me give, get this lesson out and I hope that, uh, that it can benefit you. So your assignment for today, first of all, please give me feedback on your week. Uh, the, the goals, the last thing perhaps that I, that I want to say is your power goal. Uh, that is most of the time the Ferrari or to most of people that's a Ferrari. But that's not what you need to focus on. Focus on how to become the person that can have the Ferrari. And that person, there's four parts and these will become then the goals. So maybe there's five goals. The one is the Ferrari, the person that's be, uh, the Ferrari. But then there, there has to be a spiritual goal, or I think there should be a spiritual goal. At least in my life, there's a spiritual goal. And by the way, this spiritual goal was there from the first time in 1987 that I started seriously thinking about it. Because we are spiritual beings. That's what I believe. If, if the thought is, is, is a wave, and I'm in control of that wave, I need to be a wave to be able to control the wave. I can't, from a materialistic and from a particle point of view, control that. Um, that is when it's already collapsed. The energies, when it's already collapsed, it only becomes the particle. So I know that I'm a spiritual being, right? That, and, and by the way, that's one of the ways that I, I personally know it. And you have to, to figure that out perhaps for yourself. But that to me is very important. The physical body to me is, is important. And that's why throughout my life, I've tried to, to keep in shape. And then mentally, every time and every day, I'm using mental exercises. My work is mental exercise. The physical part is mental exercise. The spiritual side, to a certain extent, is mental exercise. And, uh, you know, uh, so the, the mental uh, portion is, is really important. And then, of course, the physical. So um, please give me your feedback and then maybe if there's a lesson or something that you've learned, what's a breakthrough for this, that can be your second uh, action step today. Give it the best that you can this week. And remember, your best is not always the best because it's going to depend on how you feel. Um, today, what I've done was 10 times more than what I should have done. Right, so... Uh, and I feel great about that. Uh, of course, the consequences at this stage, <laughs> uh, that I'm, I'm going to find a way to deal with that. But I think it's a perfect day. Right. So please go out, enjoy today, enjoy the weekend, do your homework. And then I'll see you hopefully in week 11. See you. Hi, Wealth Creator, and welcome to Lesson 10. Um, I think that we are ready to start with the Power Goal process. Now, this process, there's actually three parts to this process. The first part is how to determine your subconscious anchor point. The second part is the resistor identification and removal process. And then we're really ready to start with power morphing. In other words, to 
morph that that goal into our subconscious mind. Now, why the other two processes? The subconscious anchor point is simply a way for us to communicate with our with our subconscious mind, right? And it's a process that I've developed for myself many, many years ago, and that worked for me, and that I started sharing with people, I think it was about in 2005, that I shared this the first time. The resistor identification process is in this power morphing process, the moment that you start going through the process, it may happen that you come up with something that says, no, you, it, it's, it's not right, it doesn't feel right. And then you need to go back to your subconscious anchor point and ask that, okay, but what is not right? So it's just a way to communicate, to align these four brains with one another so that we are on the same um, page or the same frequency. In fact, it is actually the same frequency because everything happens on frequencies. It's, it's a vibration that, that we need. So that is uh, the way that we're going to do it. Now, for the subconscious anchor point, and this is where I want you to start, you're going to need time. Okay, so you need, uh, and I want you to do the whole exercise in, in one go. So that simply means that you have to sit aside like an hour or two hours where you know that someone is not going to disturb you and that you can focus on, on going through this. So during this week, I'm going to give that to you, but, but don't try to do it like the exercises that we're doing right now. So make sure that you, you've got the time and maybe over the weekend that will be the best. So when you've got the time, only then start with the subconscious anchor point. The resistor removal process. Maybe there's no, no resistors that you need to remove, but I want to give that as a backup so that in the event that there's a resistor, you'll have a process to be able to handle that as well. And that process also, uh, please allocate like an hour, hour and a half for that process. So I think that this week coming, that uh, there's going to be a lot of, uh, well, I think it's the most important part so far. Uh, of it all. And then of course the power morphing process in itself um, that that you can over a period of time. It's not necessarily that you have to do it in one setting. You can literally spread that over a, a longer period. But you first have to do, or I would first do, the subconscious anchor point and then the resistor identification process. Why would someone fail to achieve their power goal? The main reason I think is that the desirability is not a 10 out of 10. That is, that is the test. Now, let me put it to you this way. The way that I see that it works is that we've got a certain flow. So there's a lot of uh, energy, uh, goals that we want to achieve. And this energy is our uh, desirability. In other words, we want to get there. But then, because we're not where we want to be, we want to be there and we at level two, as an example, we want to be at level four. That difference is going to take time to learn the skills and to do the things that we need to do in order to get there and to become the person that will be able to achieve it. So we, it's almost like a damn wall that, that's in front of us. That's the difficulty ratio. And by the way, the difficulty ratio is always 10 out of 10 because otherwise we're not going to see if that is, and we, we, we're not going to become the person that we need to become in order to achieve this goal and the goals that's going to follow after that, that dream, that, 
that dream goal that 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 we that we've got. Okay, so if the desirability is ten and the wall, the difficulty ratio is ten, then it's actually over a period of time we know that within two to three years or four years or five years at the longest, this dam wall is going to overflow. So there's the dam; it's built up, builds up, builds up, and eventually it's overflowed. And the moment that it overflows, that's when we achieve that goal. Right? So very simple analogy that we are using. But what if, what if we start with a 10 out of 10 and then as we start getting there, someone start raising the dam wall. Can you see what happens? That simply means that at the point where we could have achieved this goal, we would not have achieved that goal. Simply because the wall, the dam wall is now 10 times higher than what we expected. And that can be caused of resistors. So your resistors can make it impossible for you to achieve it. And that's why, as an alternative, we need to understand what a resistor is, how to identify it, and then how to clear that resistor. Because let's face it, it's just emotions and thoughts, which means it's a vibration, which simply means that it is actually very straightforward and very easy to to remove it because we just have to realign our energy. It's not difficult. Some people make it difficult because they make money out of that. But it's not a difficult process. And I don't want you to even think that it's difficult. But we need to become aware of it. And a lot of times there's not going to be a resistor. If that desirability is strong enough, then no matter what, that is, uh, it, it, it's going to work. Okay, so I want you to, to know this and understand this. So, but there's another thing that may happen, by the way. And that is, this dam wall is there, a 10 out of 10, right? The difficulty ratio. You start off with a 10 out of 10 in terms of desirability. So the stream that comes in, this water flow that comes in, in the beginning is very strong. But over time it starts to dwindle. And that is simply because you do not keep your focus on the desirability. Okay, so therefore you'll see that the desirability and this whole process of the power morphing, everything works together to maintain that. Because over the next three years to five years, we have to maintain this momentum. We have to, to start getting into the habit of maintaining this this desirability right because otherwise we're going to run out of water or out of steam so for now what i want you to do i know that i gave you a lot of homework last week right or action steps today if you haven't done that please make sure that you go through the process that you identify the list that's going to be easy the goals that you categorize them and then that you that you get to a power goal that you want to, to, to follow. Another thing that I can just mention to you, why is the subconscious anchor point so important? Because if you're going to ignore what your subconscious mind is going to tell you, I can tell you that you're going to make that, that, that wall, that damn wall, just a lot higher. Say, for example, uh, you want to lose 10 k's, what's it, about 25 pounds, and you want to do it in five weeks. Now, logically, you can do that. But if you communicate with your subconscious anchor point and you start running into a resistor where it tells you not, don't necessarily fight that subconscious anchor point. 
get to the subconscious anchor point, to the resistor in the subconscious anchor point and, and say, okay, but what are you happy with? If it tells you it's eight weeks instead of five weeks, then go for the eight weeks because it's far better to lose the 10 case in eight weeks than to lose one or two case because you wanted to force this and then fall out of the program and eventually you start adding uh, a K of two. The reason why I'm telling you this is there's going to be an endpoint uh, date where you want to achieve this. It's far better to say, okay, let me postpone this than to say, okay, let's go of the, of the goal. And I see a lot of people, they, they let go of the goal if they are not on track. Instead of, because your subconscious mind is telling you, listen, uh, you're not ready to, you haven't got the skill that you need in order to be, to be able to do it. For that reason, don't set this uh, power goal of yours in stone. Be flexible. Maybe there's ways that we can achieve it quicker. But maybe, just maybe, I know that the desire is, yeah, but I have to get it before then, before a specific day. So what if it takes two months or four months longer? Right. So as long as you achieve that goal. Your action step for this lesson is, what is it that you've learned and is there anything that you've learned from this lesson? Share that with us and then I'll see you in the next lesson. So welcome, Wealth Creator, uh, to lesson two of week 10. And uh, in this lesson, we're going to start having a look at the subconscious anchor point, uh, that process. Uh, now, that process is basically to get to a point. I'm going to take you through um, step by step through this process to identify that. And uh, remember that everything is basically energy. So the process that you're going to follow, whatever the outcome, that's going to be uh, perfect. Some people do get very, very uh, serious feelings. That is perfect. So if there's emotional experiences, great. Uh, if there's no emotional feelings, also great, okay? Because we are different people and we, we, we operate in different, uh, let's call it emotional states as well. So uh, to some of you, it may be advisable to perhaps get uh, some tissues, uh, also maybe a glass of water before you start. And then uh, before you start, uh, you'll find there's a, a PDF and a Word document. It's the same thing. The Word is if you want to type and the PDF is if you want to print it out and then use it to, to write. So both uh, ways will work for you. Right, and uh, another thing that I want you to do is to try to do this this process in one sitting. In other words, maybe if you need a bath, bathroom uh, break, that's that's fine. But uh, try to allocate an hour to hour and a half. So if you're not ready to start immediately, when you're ready, allocate the time and, 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 and do that. The lessons are going to follow on uh, each other. And um, start with the MP3, the audio uh, section. Uh, you'll find that there's going to be a transcribe as well, but most students prefer to follow the guided audio tracks. Of course, if you don't want to do it, you can read the transcribe and, and follow that. So whatever's going to work for you. Now, at the end of the lesson, there's going to be music. So I'm going to give you uh, enough time to complete the lesson. But sometimes you need more uh, time. 
so uh, at the end of the lesson, uh, simply uh, pause till you've done all your uh, the assignment, the, the homework that you should do before you continue. And then as soon as you're ready, continue. Now, some people don't like the music, very few, but in that case, uh, simply follow the instructions. And as soon as you're done with the instruction, when you start, just uh, pause the video and then do the rest in silence. Right. So, um, as I've said, uh, some people do get emotional, uh, intense emotional feelings. Uh, that is perfect. And others, uh, there's not going to be any feelings whatsoever. As long as we get to the end goal, and that is to get to the subconscious anchor point. Uh, to some uh, people, this process will almost come natural, and others have to create it. And whatever the outcome, and however you get to the goal, that's actually irrelevant because if we really think about it, it's everything is just energetic vibrations. In other words, your thoughts uh, are, are energetic vibrations. So the subconscious mind can't distinguish between what is real and what is created or what is a dream. So when you, when you experience a dream, while you're in that dream, it feels like it's real. So we can literally tell the subconscious to, to think and I want you to play around with this and create uh, almost this dream, this fantasy reality. So some people think it's serious and they must feel certain feelings. Uh, it's, it's not the case. You can manipulate that because you are in control of your, of your mind. And your subconscious anchor point, that's what we need to get. And all of that is up to you. So when you are ready, I want you to go to the first lesson and then follow the instructions, the audio instructions. Uh, but if you don't want to follow that, there is a transcribe as well. Okay, so, uh, and then right at the end, um, I'm going to ask you to give me feedback, but first go through all of the lessons and try to do it in one sitting. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to know before we begin with the process that what we are about to do is only an imaginary exercise. It is going to be an imaginary experience and that is all. There is absolutely nothing to fear and there is nothing to worry about. Nothing is going to happen except what you let yourself to experience. Enjoy the experience. I want you in your imagination to move to your imaginary experience in time where you have only 30 days to live. In 30 days you will gently and easily stop existing on this planet. No longer will you be with your loved ones. They will continue their lives and you do not have to worry about them. They are fine, but you will be gone. What does it look like with 30 days to live? Where are you? Who and what do you see around you? Or are you alone? What do you hear? Are there any voices? Whose voices? How do they sound? Perhaps it is silent and perfectly still. Or perhaps you hear music. Listen to the silence. Listen to the music. Hold onto the feeling you have just as you do so. What feelings do you have in your body right now? Do you feel light or heavy? 
Are you perhaps floating or lying down or standing? Does your body feel like it doesn't belong to you right now? Or perhaps, for the first time since you were a child, it feels as if it's really yours. And that it is connected to your thoughts, your emotions and your soul. Feel your heart. The heart that you will no longer feel in 30 days or one month. How do you feel about your heart? Is there a feeling of gratefulness for bringing you so far, so well? Fondness, as for an old friend? Or perhaps you feel sorrow that it will soon stop? Maybe anger? Do you feel anything at all? Are there any smells at all? And what are they? The sweet smell of a tiny baby? That wonderful natural powder scent? The smell of the earth after a thunderstorm perhaps? And what about any tastes? What are they? Maybe it is the taste of the sea on your lips as you swim? Or maybe the taste of you kissing your loved ones? Feel yourself breathing, in and out, knowing that in only 30 days you will never experience this feeling again. Do you have any sense to be closer to whom you really are, the true you? The you that you are normally unaware of in your daily life? The you that are above your body, your emotions and your mind? Now with only 30 days, that is one month to live, become aware of the two to five most important things that needs to be done within the next 30 days. Now open your eyes, take up your pen, turn to page 16 in your workbook and record the two to five most important things that needs to be done under the heading 30 days to live exercise.
Now put down your pen, close your eyes, sit back, relax. This time I want you to, in your imagination, move to an imaginary experience in time where you have only seven days to live. You know that what you have now is the opportunity to use the last seven days here on earth in the best way that matter most. In seven days you will gently and easily stop existing on this planet. No longer will you be with your loved ones. They will continue their lives and you do not have to worry about them. They are fine, but you will be gone. There is nothing to fear. There is nothing to worry about. What does it look like with seven days to live? In your imagination, look around you. Where are you? How does it look like with only seven days to live? Who and what do you see around you? Or are you alone? What do you hear? Are there any voices? Or is it still? What feelings do you have in your body right now? Do you feel light or heavy? Are you perhaps floating or lying down? Maybe standing? What does your body feel now that you know that you've got seven days here on earth? Does your body feel like it doesn't belong to you right now? Or perhaps, for the first time since you were a child, it feels as if it's really yours and that is connected to your thoughts, your emotions and your soul. Feel the rhythm in your heart. The heart that you will no longer feel in seven days or one week. How do you feel about your heart? Is there a feeling of gratefulness for bringing you so far, so well? Are there any smells? What are they? And what about any tastes? What are they? Feel yourself breathing in and out, knowing that in only seven days you will never experience this feeling again. Do you have any sense to be closer to whom you really are, the true you? The you that are above your body, your emotions and your mind? Now, with only seven days, that is one week to live, become aware of the two to five most important things that needs to be done within the next seven days. Now open your eyes, take up your pen and turn to page 19 in your workbook and record the two to five most important things that needs to be done under the heading Seven Days to Live Exercise.
Now put down your pen, close your eyes, sit back again, relax. I want you in your imagination to move to an imaginary experience in time where you've got only one day to live. In one day, you will gently and easily stop existing on this planet. No longer will you be with your loved ones. They will continue their lives and you do not have to worry about them. They are fine. But you will be gone. In a day's time, you will gently and easily stop existing on this planet. There is nothing to fear. There is nothing to worry about. The effect that this news has on you is not shocking or upsetting. What does it look like with only one day to live? In your imagination, look around you. Where are you? How does it look like with only a day to live? Who and what do you see around you? What sounds do you hear? Are there any voices? Or is it still? What does your body feel like now that you know that you've got only one day here on earth? I want you to feel the rhythm in your heart. The heart that you'll no longer feel in one day. Are there any smells? What are they? Or do you taste anything? Feel yourself breathing. In and out. Knowing that in only one day, you will never experience this feeling again. What emotions do you feel right now? Perhaps you get a feeling or a longing to make contact with someone. Maybe you want to phone a long lost friend or a family member. Or maybe you feel the need to mend a relationship. Whatever the emotion or the feeling you may have, know that it is perfect and it is right for you. With only one day to live, do you have any sense to be closer to whom you really are, the true you? The you that are above your body? The you that are above your emotions and your mind? Now with one day that is only 24 hours, become aware of the two to five most important things that needs to be done within the next day. Open your eyes. Take up your pen and turn to page 22 in your workbook and record the two to five most important things that needs to be done under the heading One Day to Live Exercise.
Now put down your pen, close your eyes again, sit back. I want you in your imagination to move to an imaginary experience in time where you've got only one hour to live. In one hour you will gently and easily stop existing on this planet. No longer will you be with your loved ones. They will continue their lives and you do not have to worry about them. They are fine. But you will be gone. In an hour's time you will gently and easily stop existing on this planet. There is nothing to fear. There is nothing to worry about. Now with only one hour to live, are you aware that your feelings are intensifying and growing stronger as your time here on earth comes to an end? Perhaps you are closing the outside world out and concentrating more on the inner self. Or maybe you want the people that you love with you. But maybe you do not wish to talk to them. Or you may prefer to feel them close by while you focus on your inner being. Your physical life which is coming to an end. And maybe at this moment you want to focus more on the journey ahead. Maybe you wish to be entirely alone. What does it look like? with less than an hour to live. What are the joys and the experiences? Are there any regrets? Where are you? What do you hear? Are there any voices or is it still? What does your body feel like now that you know that you've got one hour here on earth? Feel the rhythm in your heart. The heart that you will no longer feel in an hour. Are there any smells or tastes? What are they? Feel yourself breathing. In and out. Knowing that in an hour's time you will never experience this feeling again. What emotions do you feel right now? Perhaps you get a feeling or longing to make contact with someone. Maybe you want to phone a long lost friend or a family member. Or maybe you feel the need to mend a relationship. Whatever the emotions or the feelings that you may have, know that it is perfect and that it is right for you. Now with less than an hour to live, do you have any sense to be closer to whom you really are? The true you? The you that are above your body? The you that are above your emotions and your mind. The true you. The spiritual you. Energy. Maybe at this stage you are aware of the presence of a greater energy that is supporting or surrounding you. Now with only one hour, that is only 60 minutes, become aware of the most important things that needs to be done within the next hour. Open your eyes. Take up your pen. Turn to page 25 in your workbook and record the most important things that needs to be done under the heading One Hour to Live exercise.